Lecture topic. Giving up sins, the essence of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حجبت النار بالشهوات وحجبت الجنة بالمكاره أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected one of my kiram, brothers and elders. Allah Ta'ala has made this dunya Darul Imtihan. This is a place of test. And the Imtihan of this dunya is that there are two destinations in the Akhirat. One path leads to the destination which is Jannat and another path leads to the destination which is Jahannam. Unlike dunya, a person wants to go to a certain destination so he has the directions, he can see now as he's progressing where he's heading to. The test of dunya is that a person is on through the path of Jannat but he doesn't immediately see how this is bringing him closer to Jannat. He can't see it with his physical eyes. Where is he heading to? But he has Iman, he has Yaqeen, that Yaqeen will drive him. And that Yaqeen will take him forward. He won't bother about what his eyes can see because the eyes can deceive. But his Iman and his Yaqeen, that will carry on, that will take him along. And likewise, there's a path that leads, leads towards Jahannam. But the test of dunya is that he can't see it with his physical eyes that this is the path that's taking me to this destruction. But if he has that strength of Iman and Yaqeen, it will drive him away from that path. That this is a very dangerous road. This road will lead to destruction. So when a person is doing some righteous deed, he's making some effort, making some sacrifice in order to do some good then the test of dunya is that he often can't see that this good is taking him towards a very great reward very great blessing so now shaitan sometimes puts all these thoughts in his mind whispers things in his mind and heart now what are you getting out of this has anything happened thus far what have you achieved out of this and all the kinds of thoughts that start making him waver, making him feel that he is losing out on the fun and excitement others seem to be enjoying. So sometimes he too becomes despondent and he wants to start abandoning things. And likewise, a person on the path of Jahannam, he can't see what's the outcome right now. Right now, it sometimes seems very exciting. Seems like a very thrilling experience. Seems like a lot of fun and excitement. And Shaitan then covers the reality, deceives him, 
anything shall not worry, everything will come right. And this is what is mentioned in one hadith sharif when Nabi Kareem says, Huffatil Naru bil Shahawat, wa Huffatil Jannatu bil Makari. The fire of Jahannam, this has been encircled with Shahawat. The fire of Jahannam has been surrounded with all the temptations, with all the desires, etc. And in other words, this has a force, a magnetic kind of force that is drawing, pulling people towards it. Pulling people towards what? Towards the Shahawat. But the Shahawat and the temptations, the desires, haram desires, etc. Where is this? This is the fence of Jahannam. This is where the door and the gateway is into Jahannam. So now that attraction is very strong towards those temptations. That attraction is very strong towards all those haram desires. But that is the attraction that is then taking beyond just that fence to drop the person into the fire of Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala save us. So that's as far as Jahannam is concerned. So outwardly the person only can see the shahawat, he can only see that passion and desires, those temptations. But shaitan blinds him towards behind it. And on the other side, Nabi Sallallahu says, Huffatil Jannatu Bil Makari. The Jannat has been surrounded with the things that are challenging on the nafs. Things that are challenging on the nafs. To wake up early in the morning, summer morning now, to wake up and be in the masjid for Fajr Salah. The challenge on the nafs. To leave whatever one is occupied with at the time of Zohar, Asar, and to head to the masjid and make sure that the Salah is performed on time with Jama'ah. Very difficult thing on the nafs sometimes. To hold the tongue back from ghibat. Now the tongue has become accustomed to ghibat, anything and everything, all the time, talking something about this person and that person, and that some kind of nafsani pleasure that the tongue gets out of that ghibat. So now to hold it back, the very challenging thing on the nafs, because the nafs is desiring this. The nafs is attracted towards that temptation. And now this, on this end, to restrain that tongue, that is very challenging. So now, that's something challenging on the nafs also. So whether he's waking up for salah, whether it is now spending some time to make tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the nafs is not feeling very comfortable. Nafs wants to be engaged in something else. To engage in other amal which are means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Very challenging on the nafs. Sometimes there's a very lucrative deal, very big profit is just being dangled in front. But that deal is involving haram, there's some deception involved, some other element of haram involved. Now to restrain oneself from that is very challenging on the nafs. And likewise so many things to lower the gaze, how the person is being tempted to look at some haram on his phone, he's being tempted to cast haram glances out there, whatever other temptations of haram, 
So now this is very challenging on the nafs. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says That these things that are very challenging on the nafs This is what is surrounding Jannat In other words a person now undertakes that challenge Doesn't get weak in front of that challenge Then this is the gateway to Jannat This is the doorway to Jannat Because this is on the border of Jannat So in other words from outside he can see the challenge, but behind the challenge is Jannat. So now if he takes on that challenge, so anything in dunya, there are many many things which are very challenging. It's not easy to be doing many things that people are very accustomed to doing. But that is the point, that two things involved in it. One is that they have become accustomed to it. And number two, there's some love for it that's driving in that direction. To wake up and work from early in the morning to late in the evening, to be attending to one's business and doing so many things, not an easy thing, very challenging thing. But try to stop somebody who's now on his way to go and open his business, to go and see to his profession, to attend to his job, whatever it is, he's not going to listen to anyone. There's, number one, he's accustomed to it, so he does it. And number two, there's more than being accustomed, there's something within that's a driving force that takes him in that direction. And that is the love for it. The love for that business, the love for that job, the love for that salary that will come from that job, the love for the things that will be achieved and acquired through this profession and through this job and business and whatever. So now he can see all those benefits. It becomes very easy to undertake this. So now this is the imtihan and the test of dunya. That neither can a person see the immediate rewards of the good that he is doing. And nor can he see the immediate harms of the wrong that he is getting involved in. Had it been such. And if a person now decides to take the path to Jannat, every step he can see Jannat in front of him. And the person is going towards some evil, every step he can see Jahannam getting closer in front of him. Then the test of dunya is over. There is no test left. And Allah Ta'ala has made this a place of test. Allah has created this entire system of life and death. Allah says, to test you. Allah Ta'ala has made it a place of test for us. So the very important aspect and the most important aspect in fact is to recognize that this is a test. And now to make that determined effort to pass the test. When a person has an objective in front of him, some examinations are in front because his whole degree now depends on that or his profession now, this is the culmination of it, whatever, then he is very determined, come what may, I have to pass this. So now he is ready to undertake what it, whatever it is. So likewise, to recognize this life in dunya is a test. And all this we have to now focus towards passing the test. Come what may, this is a test, I go to pass it. The fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, I go to pass it. So the aspect that comes in the way of passing this test 
are the same two things that were mentioned. On the one side, it is the temptations that becomes a barrier. And on the other side, it is a challenge on the nafs. Both become a challenge on the nafs. That the nafs now is feeling lazy to undertake what it's supposed to do, not feeling inclined. But now when a person makes a firm resolve that I am going to take whatever it, whatever is required. I will bear the pain on my heart, but I will not shirk what Allah Ta'ala wants from me. I will bear the pain on my heart, but I will not break Allah Ta'ala's command. So now initially, this is very challenging. Initially, the nafs is very, very uneasy with this, not ready to comply. But when a person pressures the nafs over time, then over time, with the barakat of that nur of mujahada, because there is a mujahada involved, and Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who strive in our path, striving here refers to that effort that is made to fulfill what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. That is a mujahada. Allah Ta'ala says, لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا The translation of لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Salamin Alhamdulillah has made the tarjuma of this Unke haat pakar karke le jayenge unko We'll take them by the hand to the destination of Hidayat We'll guide them to the path of Jannat Take them by their hand One way Somebody wants to get to some place so one way of helping the person out is to explain to him the direction that you leave the masjid and then you take the first turn right and then you go so far and then you take a left turn and you gave him the food that's also mashallah a very big help to somebody but he can still get lost he might just go right at the first turn make a mistake and go the opposite direction but the second way is somebody is taken by the hand come I'll take you along and he takes him to his destination. Mujahada, this is what is being referred to, that the direct help and nusrat of Allah Ta'ala comes on mujahada. So that mujahada is not gone in vain. That mujahada is not gone in vain, it is bringing the nur of hidayat in the heart. And that nur of hidayat, that then makes it easier to undertake that mujahada next time. And then the second time, the third time, the fourth time, as time goes, that nur of mujahada strengthens the heart. And then a time comes when that mujahada becomes enjoyable. That mujahada becomes a pleasure. Now if you just look back in the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, that what made it possible for them to undertake the mujahada that they underwent? What made it possible for Hazrat Bilal to still say Ahad despite that torture that he was being subjected to and being dragged on the hot sands of Makkah Mukarramah is beyond our imagination. But he was quite firm and steadfast in that and he actually missed the pleasure of that Ahad at that time. Later on when this situation didn't exist anymore 
he missed the pleasure of saying Ahad at that time. Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi he used to make a statement. He says, Wallahi inna lafi lazzatin. Law alimahal muluk, lajadaluna alihi bisuyuf. He says, We seem to be in a lot of difficulty and down and I mean, no fun and games and enjoyment of dunya. It seems like we're living a very dry life. We have no uh, probably happiness also. But he says, had the people of dunya known what joy we experience in our hearts, let alone the people of dunya, if the kings had to know what happiness we enjoy, they will try to come and snatch it with their swords. Nothing can never be achieved in that way. This is not something that can ever be snatched from anybody's heart. But they are slaves of enjoyment or trying to find enjoyment so they'll want to grab this but it can't come in that way so now where is going to come from it can only come in the way Allah has placed it so now this is the time these Mubarak months that have come month of Rajab is almost now towards its tail end and then comes Shaban and then we are on the doorstep of Ramadan already and we have been thought to focus our attention towards Ramadan long in advance. The month of Rajab would commence and Nabi Karim would be focusing towards Ramadan. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Shaban wa Ramadan. Ya Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Shaban. Enable us to reach Ramadan. Teaching the Ummad to focus towards Ramadan long in advance. And what is Ramadan all about? teaching us how to suppress this nafs and how to undertake this mujahada for Allah Ta'ala. That is what the essence of Ramadan is all about. That giving up sin. Taqwa is all about giving up sin. So now this preparation for Ramadan starts off already long ago should have been started off. And the main preparation for Ramadan is to bring this consciousness in the heart and mind that this is what I want to achieve out of Ramadan. That together with whatever tawfiq Allah Ta'ala bless us inshallah that we maximize ibadat in the Mubarak month of Ramadan, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, dua, fasting is obvious and other amal, tahajjud, whatever nawafil etc. striving in the path of Allah Ta'ala, etikaf, all this. But with all this, the most important aspect is giving up sin. Many a times, that is something not even in our mind and heart. Mashallah, ibadat is on, is taking place, much effort sometimes is made on ibadat, but that hasn't yet come in the mind and heart, in fact, that I need to make this effort to give up sin not put it on pause give it up that sometimes escapes us as a result of which the month of Ramadan has hardly passed and we back to square one where we started off now this is the test of life and Allah Ta'ala makes these occasions come to help us to get onto the path of Jannah though we can't see the destination yet with our eyes but to build that yaqeen that this is a reality this path leads to Jannat, the path of Mujahada and the path of obedience to Allah Taala. 
this path leads to Jannat and when this mujahada will be undertaken then inshallah it will get easier as a person goes along it will get easier the nafs the very nature of the nafs is that it is all the time desiring something and the nature of this nafs is such that no matter how much a person tries to fulfill its desire there will never be a time where the nafs will say now is enough rather the more he feeds this desire haram desires the more he will be desiring it there is a, a sickness in Arabic is referred to as Ju'ul Bakar they call it a, it's a disease person sometimes is so thirsty and just remains thirsty and then the more he drinks something the more he becomes thirsty it's an illness, a disease now the more he drinks something that thirst just increases he's supposed to be quenching his thirst but that just increases the thirst so he's told don't drink anything I says but I need to drink something I'm so thirsty so now the nafs this is its nature that the more the nafs is fed the more its demands grow he gives the example of the nafs and the issue of the demand of the nafs like a person is suffering some rash eczema or whatever and now as a result it's itching all the time so now when the person starts scratching he feels some kind of relief now this is the aspect of sin so now he feels some kind of relief but that relief is very momentary number one it's just a sense of relief but in that same moment when he's so to say feeling the relief he's actually increasing the problem because now he's scratching it seems like he's feeling relief but that's actually deepening the problem as soon as it's going to stop it's going to be more intense so now he's going to scratch harder now when he scratches harder he'll feel now I'm feeling nice about it but as he's feeling nicer but because he's scratching harder now it's going to be worse soon there'll be no skin left and soon it'll be bleeding and now one thing will lead to another Allah forbid is going to become septic and then it might result in some major problem it might come to the point they'll say no now we have to amputate but he thought he was enjoying himself scratching it this is the issue of sin that that sin shaitan deceives us let's just get it done with now and you feel satisfied and over with it so then you don't have to bother about it in the future now the thing is just like a such a pressure within you rather just get this pressure done with but that is the deception of shaitan that as soon as a person indulges in it that pressure will only come with greater intensity for that short while it might seem like it has disappeared but now it will come with a vengeance it will come with greater intensity and now when it comes with greater intensity he fell the first time so now he falls even more easily because he didn't do anything in between to strengthen himself so now when he falls the second time then it comes even stronger and this becomes a vicious cycle so the nafs the nafs becomes a lion against the one who keeps feeding it now he's feeding it when he's feeding it it becomes a lion against him now he doesn't have the strength to challenge it anymore 
and when he deprives it and he starves it then the more he starves it the weaker it gets now all it can do is maybe a half a raw that's all can't do anything it can just raw a little bit that to a very very meek raw and then gradually it becomes like a meow of a cat only because he kept on starving it so now it has become completely weakened so all it can do is just make some small noise but with the strength of the mujahada the nur of hidayat that has come in the heart doesn't pay any attention to it and carries on with life so now this is what ramadan is all about to give us this taqwa that preparation starts now many a times we are deceived shaitan puts us in this deception inshallah one week before ramadan we'll get in the mode of ramadan one week comes away one day get left then it's already to ramadan we're still starting and then ramadan is over so this zeal and enthusiasm for ramadan should be built up and the effort to get there and to achieve what ramadan is all about starts now so how will this start now it requires some kind of programming some kind of programming for what we should be doing in ramadan to start now in the hadith sharif it is mentioned that nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to fast in the month of shaaban more than any other month apart from the month of ramadan which is obvious so now one of the reasons for this was whereas he was the nabi of allah taala and at the height of every spiritual blessing but this was a preparation for ramadan for us we have been advised to fast if we can and want to fast in the first half of shaaban not to push ourselves in the second half out of fear that we might get weak for ramadan and can't fulfill what we supposed to do then but the point is we've been taught preparation for ramadan so now allah taala gives tawfeeq somebody has the ability to fast at least some days as part of the preparation for ramadan then the month of ramadan the speciality of it is tilawat of the quran sharif so now that has to start in earnest from now some program of tilawat daily and building on it not that it just stays where it is but gradually building on it so that by the time the month of ramadan comes there's a momentum of tilawat and mashallah many many people the month of ramadan together with all their activities business or work or whatever it is alhamdulillah some 10 paras a day 15 paras a day people mention it themselves alhamdulillah that this allah's fazl what was managed but it wasn't something that started off on the first day of ramadan alhamdulillah they had the momentum of tilawat long before so now that they had that momentum already it was easy to increase it in the month of ramadan but somebody decides to start off in the month of ramadan very difficult by the time he really gets into the momentum three quarter of the month is gone so tilawat of the quran sharif to build up the momentum allah taala give us tawfeeq then the month of ramadan a very special part of ramadan is dua great moments of dua at the time of sahri tahajjud time at the time of iftar and then the entire month is subhanallah what a mubarak time but now 
there should be some practice of dua time dedicated for dua from now begging for ourselves begging for the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begging for our deen afiyat in our deen afiyat in our dunya and what were halat around us and around the entire world so now to start making dua for this dua for our hidayat dua for the hidayat for every person for our own families whatever issues we have when this becomes a part of our tartib and routine now inshallah in ramadan we'll be able to dedicate type of dua otherwise even in the month of ramadan it'll become an effort to make dua and in those very precious precious moments and special moments also it'll be some haphazard time or some by the way dua that is made or now if there's some uh, collective dua that's taking place we'll join it but then to sometimes somebody says now the dua gets a bit long so somebody starts making dua that when will dua will finish off so that becomes the outcome of not even giving any time to dua in advance long before them and this should be a daily a part of a, the daily life of a mu'min time for dua our kabir their dedication to dua was such that this is right from the time of the aslaf the sahaba this was part of their life the duas that have been compiled for example al hizbul azam munajat e maqbool this was to make the same spirit of dua come alive and mashallah people were constant on this now in this the duas that are in the quran sharif in the hadith sharif so all these vast range of duas are covered but if a person doesn't understand the meaning of it then yes that too he should decide but then in his own words how best he can ask allah taala and beg from allah taala so dedicated time for dua even if it's 5 minutes a day for now but some part of the day ideally at the time of tahajjud or at the time between azan and iqamah of any salah at the time before sunset before maghrib sunset in these are special moments of dua any day of the year in ramadan it just becomes even more greater so time for dua then another very very important aspect is that the month of ramadan is a time of compassion and kindness shahrul muasaat that compassion should start of now and how much there is out there to be showing compassion for in the hadith sharif there is the detailed discussion about the first wahi and the first revelation that came to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam very lengthy hadith sharif many many details in it after the first wahi came iqra bismi rabbikal ladhi khalaq in the cave of hira and then nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam came from there in a very uh, he was very afraid and shivering afraid that that weight of this wahi was such any case he comes to khadija radhiyallahu ta'ala anha and he then expresses this to her that laqad khashitu ala nafsi actually feared for my life the weight of this wahi was so intense and i was afraid i would not be able to manage this so she immediately responded and said kalla لا يخزيك الله ابدا never now the very ajeeb thing is 
that this was still the first wahi of Nabi Kareem sallallahu he has still just come there hasn't been any talim that has taken place yet in fact dawat hasn't started yet the dawat only came much later this was just nubuwat that was now granted to Nabi Kareem sallallahu so in other words she wasn't yet exposed to anything in terms of deen yet but she said such a statement that this could only be direct inspiration from Allah Ta'ala. And then Nabi Kareem Sallallahu at that time or later never ever said to her that what you stated wasn't totally correct or there was some adjustment to make because it's impossible that a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala something wrong happens in his presence and he doesn't correct it. He will definitely correct it. So he didn't say anything about it then or later is an endorsement of it. What you said is 100%. And with great emphasis, she said, Kalla, la Allahu abada. Never. Allah will never allow you to face any disgrace. Now this is a very big claim. And a claim with the qasam of Allah Ta'ala. Kalla wallah. Allah will never allow any disgrace to come to you. A claim of such a great, big claim, the claim must have proof also, but substantiate it. So she goes ahead to substantiate it. And she says, why will this never happen to you? Because you are the one who possesses the peak of all these good qualities. rahim. You are the one who goes out of your way to maintain family ties. Uh, subhanallah, she to mention this at the top of the list. rahim. You maintain family bonds. rahim kal. You are the one who takes on the burdens of people. Sometimes person sometimes has some issue now. People around sometimes are a little bit irritated. They say, no, don't make your problem my problem. Nabi Kareem Salaam made everybody's problem his problem. You take on the problems of everybody. You want to take people's problems. Person who has nothing, you earn it for him. Person who's down and out, you sort him out. You get him on the road. And then, وَتَصْدُقُ hadith. You are extremely truthful in your speech. amana. You are extremely trustworthy. And, وَتُعِينُ عَلَى نَوَائِبِ الْحَقِّ When there is a natural disaster, you are at the forefront of helping out. Now all these are things that we see all around us all the time. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we bring in all these aspects of akhlaq in our life what the lesson in this is that akhlaq is the security from difficulties and hardship to the extent that a person brings good akhlaq in his life and part of this good akhlaq is being very helpful to others 
doing what is possible to try and ease the difficulty of others try to remove the problems of others undertake the burdens of others Allah loves us very greatly and Nabi Kareem Wasallam, to what extent this much have been in his life that this became the natural that she just started mentioning all these things without having to think at all how prominent all these things were in his life even before Nubuat so this is the lesson to take out of this the month of Ramadan is a time of compassion and kindness that compassion and kindness should be built up from now and increased in mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that Nabi Wasallam was extremely generous now extremely generous at all times but that extreme generosity in the month of Ramadan would go to a new peak and karihil mursala like a fast moving wind it goes far and wide and touches everything nothing is deprived of that wind reaching it so these are all the things that need to be built up for the month of Ramadan this is Ramadan is not just like some event something that was going to happen it'll come it'll go past for the ushak, for the true lovers of Allah wa ta'ala, the pious predecessors, it is mentioned about them, six months before Ramadan, they would be eagerly awaiting Ramadan. After Ramadan, for six months, they're making istighfar, Ya Allah, we didn't do what we should have done. That was their zeal. So, some preparation in our homes, something must become visible that there's, Ramadan is coming, somebody is getting married, You'll hear him talking to everybody. When is his nikah? What's the date? The whole household is talking about it. Sometimes when they're talking about it, months in advance. And preparations and whatnot is happening. Whereas nikah is such a simple thing. Doesn't require all these elaborate uh, preparations. and But all that takes place. And there's so much of build up as the time comes closer. And whatnot happens. Month of Ramadan. And sometimes it's already right there. And there's no atmosphere at all that's been built up that Ramadan is now approaching. And that shows that that enthusiasm is still lacking. So the dua for Ramadan, the dua for being able to fulfill what is required of us in Ramadan, to be able to apply ourselves correctly, all this must start in earnest from now. Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan with afiyat and enable us to achieve the true objectives of the month of Ramadan wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Allahu 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله 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 
اللہ یو علیم خبیر یا اللہ یو سمیع بصیر یا اللہ الہ العالمین یو عدد بھی یا اللہ یا عالم خائنت العینی و ما تخفی الصدور یو نو ود آئیز آئیز ڈیسیونگ یا اللہ ود ہارٹ از کنسیلنگ یا اللہ یا اللہ یو نو آف ایچ اینڈ ایوری ایسپیکٹ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین ویکنالیج آل دا رونگز ویو دن یا اللہ وی بگنگ فور یو فرگیونس یا اللہ فرگیونس یا اللہ فرگیونس یا اللہ فرگیونس یا اللہ امت آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وسلم Ya Allah, guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Guide us to do everything that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove all the sins from our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We are so shameless, Ya Allah. We have been so disloyal, Ya Allah. We have, Ya Allah, been so disloyal, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you granted us everything, Ya Allah. Every na'mat we enjoy is solely your gift, Ya Allah. Yet we used your bounties, Ya Allah, and we broke your commands, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. With complete khushu and khudu, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to recite the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to increase tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with the love of tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Enable us to connect with the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Enable us to live with the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah, remove ghaflat from our lives, Ya Allah, remove the ghaflat from our lives, Ya Allah, Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are in any pain, suffering, hardship, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Allah, those who are suffering, Ya Allah, in calamities that have taken place, Ya Allah, whether earthquakes, Ya Allah, floods, Ya Allah, other disasters that have happened, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, you grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah, Allah, those who have passed away, Ya Allah, grant them the maqam of shahadat, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Allah, you shower down your rahmat, Ya Allah, shower down your rahmat, Ya Allah, shower down your rahmat, Ya Allah, Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah, Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, it's all due to our sins, Ya Allah, Allah, don't take us to task for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah, we beg for afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in our deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in our dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on iman and islam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Protect us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Without your help, we'll become the muscle of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only with your help can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us, Ya Allah. You save our families, Ya Allah. Save our progenies till Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Save the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with the enthusiasm for Ramadan, Ya Allah. With the zeal to reach Ramadan, Ya Allah. Bless us with the tawfiq of getting involved in a'mal from now, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us anticipate Ramadan with great zeal and enthusiasm, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to reach the Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the month of Ramadan in a way that you are pleased, Ya Allah. Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. 
and all the things that, Ya Allah, are pleasing to you, Allah enable us to, Ya Allah, bring that into our lives, Ya Allah. Whatever you are displeased with, Ya Allah, Allah, you save us from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all the good that is taking place, Ya Allah, you accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever mistakes are happening, Ya Allah, Allah, you remove the mistakes, Ya Allah, with afiyat, Ya Allah. Forgive the mistakes, Ya Allah. Guide us to the straight path, Ya Allah. Guide us to sirat e mustaqim at every step, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us steadfast on Iman and Islam to our last breath, Ya Allah. Take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, all who asked us to make dua for them, Ilahul Alamin, fulfill each one's guy's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite spouses, Ya Allah. Unite parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite families, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it, Ya Allah. What we did not ask and should have been asking, Ya Allah, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabid ma'in walhamdulillah